And you just started the... I just had the first one. Okay. I'll just, I'll be waiting for the next. Hello, hello. This is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And today we're going to be doing a biohacker call-in show. Looks like we've got one listener already, Sal. Hey, Sal. How you doing today? Drop us a quick comment there in the chat box if you don't mind and let us know what you're looking forward to in 2020, in this new decade. Will it be the roaring 20s? Will it be the, uh, will it, will it be, uh, will it be a continuity of just a, an absurdistan of a decade? We don't know. But I listened to you last time. Luckily, we have uh, agency to make it really the kind of decade that we want it to be. So in this podcast, what we're going to do is a advanced mindset transformation exercise. This is something I've been doing for some time with my wife, Yergana, mm-hmm. who is enjoying an orange right now. Oranges, crucial part of biohacking. Good to get a little bit of that citrus pH balance, just a little bit more copacetic in your system. So we're going to be doing a 50-minute meditation, which is going to be following the methodology of Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he has a book entitled You Are the Placebo. And I do recommend that everyone read that book because it's one of the better mindset biohacking books that I've read recently. I've long been kind of perplexed by the placebo effect. I spend a ton of time on PubMed and on PubMed, what you always find is people talking about double-blind placebo-controlled trials. And I see that Connie has just, that Connie Akins, that would be my mother. Hey, mom, how are you doing? Leave us a comment there in the chat and let us know, if you can, in a sentence or two, what it is in 2020 that you are looking forward to. Anyways, so as I peruse PubMed, I am always fascinated uh, by how by the placebo effect and that the placebo effect, the power of belief to change something in our bodies is so consistent that it's the one thing that every really good clinical trial accounts for. And so this book by Dr. Joe Dispenza, it delves really deeply into this. And this is a topic that a lot of rational people kind of just shy away from because often it gets described in these really hyperbolic kind of pseudo-spiritual, pseudo-scientific types of terms where if you're a person that's, that's more grounded, that runs everything through a logical, rational filter, you say, I'm just not going to worry about the placebo effect. All I care about is that the uh, nootropics or the supplement or whatever medicines I might be using outperform the placebo effect. 
But the case that he makes compellingly in this book is that the placebo effect can be harnessed and that the placebo effect is in fact a epi is in fact a manifestation of our epigenetic function. We have this genome in our body and it really is quite fantastic. All of the brilliance and invention and genius that you see in the world that in fact uh, defines our world and our culture, all of this emerges uh, fundamentally out of that genome. And it does a, and it, it, it has a capacity to heal our bodies, but there needs to be proper epigenetic signaling going on. And Connie just responded. She said, hey, John, looking forward to big growth in 2020 concerning being in alignment with my design imperatives, design imperatives. Does that design, does that involve uh, Photoshop perhaps? Or are you talking about other types of design imperatives? So meditation is a really smart idea for people that are interested in having in having uh, transformation occur in their lives because too often we have this kind of feedback loop from hell where our bodies are producing stress hormones and then the stress hormones result in thoughts that we have, result in uh, cyclical thoughts that we have where our internal narrative, where our history is just repeating itself. And then our thoughts result in the same type of stress hormones and history just repeats itself until we are six feet under. And meditation does has a, a remarkable capacity to giving us a bit more agency. Hey, Flo, how are you doing today? Let us know what you are excited about in 2020. As this is a biohacker call-in show, this is a personal development uh, hotline. This is a personal development hour that we're going to be having here. And so we're going to be going through this meditation track. And what you're going to want to do is to find some place to sit down, some place that you can kind of chill and relax and get real comfortable and hopefully not be disturbed by family members, television, uh, technology notifications, or a uh, or a uh, or a ferocious cat that is uh, vying for your attention. You want to get in some place that you're going to be a bit focused. And I am going to read through an article that I want you to just think a little bit about. And then we're going to be starting the meditation in about 10 minutes as a few more people join this live stream. So if you want to take a minute to, uh, I don't know, send off a quick email to someone or a quick, real quick text message to someone, now is the time. As I'm going to be reading my message to you in 2020. And this was a message that I did entitled, In 2020, Aspire to Anti-Fragility. In 2020, I urge you to devote yourself to becoming more anti-fragile. Here's 
what I mean by that. If you follow my work with Limitless Mindset, you're probably pretty red-pilled to use internet parlance on the myriad challenges facing humanity. Babe, can you please install headphones in your smartphone? Sorry about that, folks. We're getting just a bit of audio feedback here, and it produces a waveform, which results in a screeching sound that cats find very, very unpleasant. And we want to make this a audio experience that is, you know, appealing to our furrier friends as well. Okay. If you follow my work with Limitless Mindset, you're probably pretty, quote unquote, red-pilled to use internet parlance on the myriad challenges facing humanity. It's becoming clearer and clearer that civilization is really breaking down. Mostly it's because our governments have just gotten way too big, fat, and corrupt. In 2019, I read this fascinating book about genetics entitled At Our Wits End, which thoroughly explains how we're entering into this idiocracy era. Intelligence is declining sharply in the developed first world nations, where you probably reside. History is cyclical, and you were born into this era which echoes the decline of the Roman Empire and the ensuing Dark Ages. These signs are abundant to those paying attention that we have just got a few more years of living in this state of peak comfort, security, and prosperity. The good news is that you can do something about this. This Dark Age doesn't have to be a thousand years of barbarism. We have such vast amounts of information at our fingertips that we can avoid a lot of errors of history and we can personally take a lot of steps to prepare to live in a less comfortable world. How can we fortify ourselves for the historically rocky period that is approaching? First of all, I list immuno-antifragility. Like in the Dark Ages that you've learned about in school, the real killer in the coming Dark Age is likely going to be epidemics of disease. We are overdue for a major disease outbreak, like the Spanish flu. So I'm implementing all the immune hacks I can get my hands on. I'm stockpiling immunofortifying supplements and medicine. There's a bunch of articles and podcasts that you can find on LimitlessMindset.com on this subject. Next, personal defense. Especially if you live in a big, diverse city, you need to worry more and more about your personal safety. Prepare to exercise your right to defend yourself as much as you legally can. Being in good shape, hitting the gym regularly, and lifting weights will make you all the more prepared to deal with violence. You might not be able to get an AR-15 and stockpile ammunition like these badass American preppers do, but what about just getting a good defensive breed dog that will live with you and be very, very protective of your 
home. I'm also prioritizing family and tribe. I think this is a major part of anti-fragility. I spent years of my life as a proud individualist. My mission was maximizing my own novelty-seeking adventure and sustainable hedonism. I mean, hedonism within reason. I wasn't like doing cocaine while jet skiing with hookers or anything like that. And this sort of nomadic hedonist lifestyle makes you incredibly vulnerable. Now that I'm married, have reprioritized family, I have a real support system around me. Another point, settle something somewhere safe. I left my native Denver, Colorado, which is increasingly a real liberal shithole city. And I'm now settled in a statistically very safe and relatively well-governed Eastern European country. Not many will be able to make this kind of drastic change, but you live in, but if you live in a big cosmopolitan city, understand that things will get real crazy there if the just-in-time shipping infrastructure, EBT, food stamps system, or the over-leveraged electrical grid goes down for more than just a couple of days. Next point, faith. One of the more interesting things that At Our Wits End explains, and I do have another deep dive book review of that, which I do urge you to check out. You can find it on my on my CastBox channel here. It explains that during hard times, religious people do a lot better. Religion gives you a team to be on that will stand up for you. It plugs you into a community that cares about you. And I've read the books and am aware of the arguments for atheism and the critiques of organized religion, but they don't outweigh the pragmatic benefits. People with faith are more connected to community, happier, along with living longer and more meaningful lives in nearly every metric. Thus, I'm reconnecting with my Christian roots. Next point on anti-fragility. Abstain from vice. Your vices make your mind and body weak and vulnerable. So why not take 30, 60, or 90 days off off alcohol or porn or whatever? Next point, financial anti-fragility. Last year, I started doing something I should have done a long time ago. I started saving money and investing in precious metals. After about six months of saving, I was able to make a bunch of much-needed tech upgrades for my work. The smartest economists tell us that we are on the precipice of economic hard times. When the asset bubbles start popping, those who have invested in precious metals or even cryptocurrency will be doing a lot better than people who have invested in real estate or the stock market. Sometimes I get accused of fear-mongering when I urge people to aspire to anti-fragility. I'd love for the coming decades to prove me wrong, but the more you study history and sober analysis of the state of modernity, the more anti-fragility seems like it should be a priority. 
If I'm wrong, I'll survive and thrive in a historically exciting time. If I'm, that's if I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'll just have a lot of unused potassium iodide sitting in storage. And that's not so bad. And there was a book that I read recently that ties into this. And the book was entitled Rigor Mortis. In the past, I was very enthusiastic about the transhumanist mission that scientific progress would overcome death and disease and deliver us from suffering and human pettiness into this Star Trek world of civilizational enlightenment. A book I just finished has given me a more realistic outlook on this, though. The book is entitled Rigor Mortis, How Sloppy Science Creates Worthless Cures, Crushes Hope, and Wastes Billions. And it's this book is a real black pill, a grim truth for those who are optimistic about medical science, delivering us cures to disease. Medical science has been losing a war on cancer for nearly 50 years. Thanks to all our scientific advancement, people on average now live shorter lives. Modern science is mostly just a big scam on the taxpayer. But don't despair. In this thorough book review, which I do link to, and I'll suggest that you guys go and listen to that podcast, the book itself is pretty boring. In the book review, I share guidelines for biohacking in the era of bad science. And I'll read just one paragraph from that. As I read more of these books that credibly prophesize the devolution of civilization, I remark at how fortunate I was to be born when I was in the year 1985 historically late enough to enjoy the tremendous opportunity and prosperity created by Western civilization, but early enough to see it start to break down and to do something about it. I was born at just the right time to enjoy extraordinarily good health. If I was born a little earlier, I would have spent decades eating toxic wonder bread. If I was born today as a growing baby, I'd be injected with 50 to 60 toxic vaccines, irradiated 24-7 by 5G EMFs, and probably addicted to internet porn by about age nine. So that was some of the thoughts that I had broadcasted out to my email newsletter audience this week. And like I said, the the first step towards anti-fragility, I think, is getting our mindset really dialed in. And we have a tendency towards a calcification and a stagnation and a tendency towards stasis with our mindset, with our mindset remaining the way that it has been since forever. And so we're going to be getting into this meditation now. In fact, I'm going to queue up the meditation track. So if you have not already, you'll want to get somewhere comfortable. You're going to want to put in the headphones as this is going to be a a sublime auditory experience if you have good headphones. 
And this meditation is going to prompt you to replace a limiting belief with an empowering belief. So you want to think about some sort of limiting belief that you have about your life, about your circumstances, about your health, about your body, about your career prospects. And you want to come up with a positive substitute for that. And about halfway through this meditation, you are going to be prompted to meditate on that newer, more positive belief. And the meditation track is going to take you through kind of a an ego death process where you're going to rise a bit above the fight and flight and the cortisol and the uh, the instinctual cyclical uh, thought uh, processes that you have going on. And then it's going to introduce a new mind. It's going to introduce the opportunity to meditate on a new mindset. And then at that point, you are going to be practicing gratitude. Gratitude, one of the most powerful emotions, one of the most powerful things that we can do for our mindset. And we're going to be future casting gratitude for the kind of life that we would more like to have. So I am going to begin the meditation track now. You should hear it in just a few minutes. So please get very comfortable. If you can, resist having your smartphone right there in front of you. If you've got your smartphone there in your hands, you have that temptation to mess around on your smartphone and distract yourself. And really what you want to be doing instead is just clearing your mind and enjoying the meditation. So I'll be back with you in about 50 minutes. of space between your eyes in space. Between 
your temples in space and can you sense the volume of space between your temples in space. in space and can you sense the volume of space that the inside of your nose occupies in space between your tongue and the back of your throat in space And can you sense the volume of space that the back of your throat occupies in space? energy of space around your ears in space 
And can you feel the energy of space beyond your ears in space? Can you become aware of the space below your chin in space? And can you feel the volume of space around your neck in space Space beyond your chest in space. And can you feel the energy of space around your chest in space. And now, can you become aware of the volume of space beyond your shoulders in space? And can you sense the energy of space around 
your shoulders. In space. And now, can you become aware of the space behind your back in space? And can you feel the energy of space beyond your spine? of space connecting your knees in space space around your feet in space. And can you feel 
of space beyond your feet. in space. Can you become aware of the space around your entire body in space? Can you sense the energy of space beyond your body in space? sense 
the space that all of space takes up in space. And now, it's time to become nobody, no one, no thing, nowhere, in no time, to become pure consciousness. To become an awareness in the infinite field of potentials and to invest your energy into possibility. And the longer you linger in the unknown, the more you draw the unknown to you. Simply become a thought in the blackness of infinity and unfold your awareness into nothing, into nobody, into no time. And the more you focus on the unknown, the more you bring a new life to you. Allow your awareness to move from particle to wave, from matter to consciousness, from the material to the immaterial, from space and time to no time and to no space, from the world of the senses To a world beyond the senses. From the known to the unknown. And if you, as the quantum observer, find your mind returning to the known, to familiar people 
to things or places in your known reality, to your body, to your habits, your identity, your emotions, to time, to the past or the predictable future. Simply become aware that you're observing the known and surrender your consciousness back into the void of possibilities and become no one, no body, no thing, nowhere, in no time. Unfold your awareness back into the immaterial realm of all quantum potentials, into the blackness of eternity. And the more you become awareness, and the more you become an awareness in possibility, the more you create possibility and opportunity in your life. Stay present.
Now, what was that belief or perception that you wanted to change about yourself and your life? continue to believe and perceive in this way? If not, it's time to make a decision with such firm intention that the amplitude of that decision carries a level of energy that's greater than the hardwired programs in your brain and the emotional addictions in your body and allow your body to respond to a new mind Allow the choice to become an experience that you never forget. And allow the inward experience to produce an emotion with such energy that it rewrites the programs and changes your biology. out of your resting state and change your energy so that your biology is altered by your own energy. become inspired and make the choice be greater than your past become inspired become empowered be moved by your own energy Surrender that belief 
to a greater intelligence, to a greater mind. Just let go and give it up to the field of possibilities, returning it back to energy. of this choice rewrite the circuits in your brain and change the genes in your body and allow your body to be liberated from the past into a new future your energy by combining a clear intention with an elevated emotion so that matter is lifted to a new mind and I'll let the choice carry an amplitude of energy that's greater than any past experience and let your body be altered by your consciousness by your energy and shift into a new state of being and make this moment define you and let this internal process this experience carries such an elevated emotional energy that it becomes a memory that you never forget.
And can you teach your body emotionally what it would feel like to believe in this way? To be empowered. To be moved by your own greatness. To be invincible. To have courage. To be in love with life. feel unlimited to live as if your prayers are already answered give your body a taste of the future Signaling new genes in new ways. Your energy is what affects matter. And when you change your energy, you change your body. Come on, make your mind matter. From this new state of being, how will you live? What choices will you make? What behaviors will you demonstrate? And what experiences can you observe from this state of being and how? Will it feel? To believe in possibility. To believe in yourself. To be healed. To be free. To be moved. By the Spirit. Come on, love your future into life. It's your creation. Fall in love with it from this state of being. Nurture it with your attention. For wherever you place your attention, is where you place your energy.
Invest in your future by observing it and be defined by a new future instead of the familiar past. Open your heart and allow your body to become moved by your own inward experience for whatever you truly experience in possibility and emotionally embrace will ultimately find you in some future time thought into energy into matter Now let go and give it up to a greater intelligence and allow it to be executed in a way that's right for you. Take your left hand and place it over your heart. And I want you to bless your body that it be lifted to a new mind, to a new energy. And to bless your life that it be an extension of your mind that your state of being be reflected in your world and to bless your future that it never be your past And to bless your past, that it turn to wisdom. And to bless the challenges in your life, that they initiate you into greatness. Bless your soul that it wakes you up from this dream and that it be your guide 
to bless the unseen in you. That that energy move in you. That it stirs in you. That it moves through you. And that it moves all around you. That it mind, that its mind become your mind. That its nature become your nature. That its will become your will. And its love for life become your love for life. That it shows cause by signaling you in your life in some way to let you know that it's real. And now, if the thought sends the signal out and the feeling draws the event back to you, I want you to move to a state of gratitude and to give thanks for a new life before it's made manifest. For the emotional signature of gratitude means the event has already happened. And the longer you linger in gratitude, the more you draw your new life to you. For gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. future time and when you're ready you can open your eyes
Hey, this is Jonathan, and I'm back from that meditation track. We're not going to play it again because we are now finished. Drop me a quick comment. Let me know how many of you completed that with me. I know there's a couple of you. And I would also not mind getting some callers in if you all want to call in and chit-chat with me about what was the replacement belief. What was the old belief? What was the new belief? What did you replace it with? And like I said, what you can do is you can use the CastBox app to call in. I've got a few minutes here, I think, before having supper here, before saying, before enjoying some substance, sustenance, and I want, wouldn't mind chatting with some of you. And what I'm actually doing while chatting with you is I'm firing up my inner balance device. This is the heart math device that measures heart rate variability, that measures coherence. And I want to see if my coherence scores are a lot better as a result of sitting down and doing that hour-long meditation. You would kind of think it would have that effect, but you don't really know until you measure it. The heart math is a very cool biohacker technology <clears throat> that you attach a you attach a a, a sensor to your ear because your ear has a blood vein that runs through it, and it can measure what's called your heart rate variability, which is kind of how well your autonomic nervous system is responding to stressors, both internal and external stressors. It's a technology that has a not insignificant amount of clinical research that is behind it. And so right now I'm just kind of chilling on my computer, waiting to see if anyone wants to talk a little bit of biohacking shop with me today. And I'm measuring my coherence with this device. And it gives you a readout of your heart rate, which of course you've all probably, probably seen your heart rate before. You've seen that the cyclical valleys and mountains of your heart rate going up and down. And there's a bit of a science to the frequency and the duration and the variability of your heart rate. And this device measures it. And this is a pretty good indicator of how well your system is responding to stress. And I've certainly noticed when I'm doing my heart rate variability training, which is pretty similar to meditation. It at, at this point, perhaps I'll get more advanced with it in the future, and then I'll report back about that. But at this point, it amounts to focusing on deep, rhythmic, uh, cyclical, diaphragmatic breathing. 
And when you do that for 10 to 15 minutes, you really get into a cool, clear-headed, energetic type of state. It's it's perhaps a low-level flow state. It's not like a really hardcore kind of flow state, but it's a low-level flow state of relaxed arousal and your body just starts feeling really good. So I'm looking at my HRV right now and I am mostly in the green zone. When I do the meditation, I'm almost exclusively in the green zone and I'm just taking a quick drink of water. And of course, our natural our natural state as we're working, especially if we work with technology, if we spend time sitting there in front of the computer, our natural state is rather incoherent. Our our natural autonomic state is is not preferable, especially if we're doing uh, deep, especially if we're doing real shallow breathing, and if we're kind of got that low level uh, autonomic stress in the background. So the M wave device trains you to just handle your stress a bit better. And in fact, right now I'm working on my review of the inner balance sensor because I did my review of their other device, the M-Wave 2, a little while back. And I was checking over on PubMed because I'm always interested to see if there's new science that's being done on on different technologies or interventions or supplements. You know, if there's a study that was done uh, 20 years ago, if there was a paper that was written 10 years ago, well, that's good. I guess it's better than nothing. But recency is an important thing to look for when you're looking for uh, a scientifically valid tool that can help you live better, empower your health. And so I saw with the HeartMath devices, they had 40 items there on PubMed, 44, I believe, which is actually pretty good. I think they had two or three studies in 2019. So I'm going to be reviewing those studies and then synopsizing them in in a review of that device that will be coming out soon. Well, I hope that you all enjoyed the Dispenza meditation. If I can give you any call to action, it would be to go read his book, You Are the Placebo. And then the best way to implement the advice that he gives in that book is to purchase the You Are the Placebo meditation track, which I just played for you. I think it's I think Joe would not mind me playing it for you because I am so uh, vociferously recommending his uh, books and his MP3 track, which is only $6. I think it's a pretty great value for $6 as I've been using it for a while now. And I think it is uh, subtly changing my mindsets on a couple of things. So If you have not already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast feed. Check out some of the other podcasts that we've got. And I am, again, Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And I look forward to a continued conversation with you.